1: I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Nero Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles? I mean the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in Shake and not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an
0: S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is the quintessential Frank Ramblings. How are you today?
1: Hey, buddy. I'm doing super. How are you?
0: I'm also doing super, man. How I'm doing great. Uh, Frank, what are you drinking today?
1: Uh, I am getting in the holiday spirit it's the and
0: holiday season.
1: In, uh, yes, uh, I'm getting the holiday spirit, and I, but I'm not drinking beer. I am drinking oh. cider. Oh, Ooh. hard cider or regular cider? Yes, I have a Oops. holiday spiced cider <laughs> from the Storm Along American Hard Cider Company, and uh, th- this holiday spiced cider, Tim, is has a very original name: cider. It is their Happy Holidays Holiday <laughs> Spice <design. laughs> uh, And I am trying it now for the first time, and it's delicious. Um, it is uh, unfiltered hard cider made with a blend of holiday spices, uh, bursting with flavors of freshly baked apple pie and mulled cider. And I can confirm it tastes it tastes like apple pie, mm. um, with a hint of like the mulling spices. but and it's it unfiltered, like apple pie so it's
0: got like not the kind of the grit of or the pulp it's, of it's, apple cider.
1: Well, it's cloudy. Instead of being a clear cider, It yeah. would be like you know you could see through it. Right, uh, it's it's more I cloudy. Prefer, like, I prefer like
0: I prefer a cloudy cider. Isn't mm. it funny that I prefer a clear beer but a cloudy cider?
1: That is interesting. That yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the Storm Along Cider Company of Lemons to Mass.
0: Lemonster. Oh Lemonster. wow. I'm pretty sure there are dragons out in Lemonster. There there
1: be dragons.
0: Yeah, they're there. All right. Yeah. Lemonster. Lemonster. Oh dear, now we're gonna talk like this the whole time. Frank, fix my car. Anyway. <laughs> Frankie, go it out of the packing. <laughs> we ran out of beer. Don't talk to me like that.
1: Ran out of cider.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: what are you drinking?
0: I'm still drinking a Guinness, so I was drinking one last episode, but there's several in my fridge um and you know they're smooth um Bail. they and you know it is I know you're a no uh, season I know you're like, I'll drink my darkest beers in July kind of guy, but um <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <I hate you. laughs> uh so good uh but uh. I'm drinking them when it's cold outside. It's easily oh, what an appropriate. Idea. Tell me more about one. this new
1: thought technology. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so I'm just doing that. What I, a wonderful
1: beer you've discovered.
0: <laughs> oh. I just introduced the trash compactor to my daughter the uh. other day because we have talked about this on the show before. But we read this Star Wars graphic novel adaptation. She loves um, and like we do like this kind of the same bits over and over and over again until she like sees a new page and she's like, whoa, what's going on there? So we got to the trash compactor the tra- the and uh, she just thinks it's the greatest thing. Like it's it's so, it's such a good like high adventure scene. It really is. It's an amazing, amazing high adventure. Oh, actually, I wanted to say this and I don't remember it. it we're not talking about Star Wars tonight, but we're going to talk about Star Wars right now because no, I need we to are get, now I need to get this. Out into the public um we i can't remember if i said this on our what i've noticed about star wars while watching bits and pieces with my daughter but Mm. luke is the only character in the original trilogy that can be consistently attacked by a monster he's attacked by Mm. the trash compactor monster and then he's attacked by the wampa and then he's attacked by the rancor no other character is that consistently attacked by a monster from start to finish um and so, but what I've noticed, which was so interesting, is that Luke gets better at handling monsters every movie.
1: That's right.
0: Like, he only escapes the trash compactor monster uh, because the compactor starts to move and it makes noise and it lets him go. Otherwise, he would have died. Right. And he, wow, yeah. and he like barely escapes the wampa. Like, and he really only does it because he wildly swings his lightsaber like a baseball bat and he like cuts off its arm and runs out of the cave he doesn't even kill it right or anything and so it's not actually until the rancor that he argue, definitely is too strong a word but mm. like he at least is um competent enough to handle fighting a monster and is able to and is able to win by de- by so actually true. defeating it by killing it by not and not um and not just
1: running away not some kind of trickery, not running away. That right. is such good analysis. I love that. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. I have less. I have a less interesting fact for you. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is always a great way to start a story, Isn't um, it? My story is <laughs> not as interesting, but I wouldn't. Tell wouldn't it you it like anyway? something less interesting, <laughs> um,
0: Frank? You would uh, have done so well in Victorian society. Oh man, yeah. Oh, you're very witty and smart and analyze things, but I have a fun fact that isn't that fun well,
1: would you like to be <laughs> bored now um, <laughs> yeah. um may i bore you madam? um i uh was it was recently pointed out to me that uh the trash compactor scene they never call it a trash compactor they never say the words trash compactor no, they, they call they it garbage mash, masher, mm-hmm. garbage yep. masher or smasher i'm not sure what they're saying but but they never say trash compactor and i'm like Where did we all get this term trash compactor from? It was the Hasbro toys. Fascinating. They called it a trash compactor. They called it a trash compactor and it caught on.
0: But it caught on so much that before the internet, we were calling it the trash compactor, even though that's not the terminology. Yes. Even though I didn't have a trash compactor toy, I had never seen that box or that verbiage before.
1: And right. like a trash compactor is a real life thing. Yes, too. it is. Like, I'm not going to discount that. Like, I'll be, but like they in the movie they call it a garbage masher or smasher.
0: Yeah, they call it a masher in the book that I have yeah. too. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah,
1: turn off all the garbage masher on the tension level. Yeah, like that's that's what I remember, right? And uh, but he
0: kind of yeah, mumbles but- it, so you just kind of go like, oh yeah, he's saying compactor, yeah. really weird or whatever. So anyway,
1: there's but, a less interesting fact.
0: That is that is not less interesting, Frank. That was still that was fascinating. It was just a different Thank type you. of fact,
1: you know. Wow. Yeah. You're a teacher, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a worse essay. It was a different kind of essay. Correct. In that it was less good. <laughs> it was.
0: Uh... You had no open-ended questions, Frank. It was a closed fact. Um, no. Hey, that sentence ended with a period, buddy. Good job. Good, good. You know, sometimes it really does come down to that, you know. Right on a curve. You, yeah. put, you put your name on the paper mm. and for that, I I nod my head at you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Good.
1: I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to tip my hat, but I will nod my head. I will. I will not. We know hats mm. in school, so I
0: can't tip my hat, but I will not, nod my head. my head. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, mm. yes. Speaking of school, Frank, I'm glad that you. This is an excellent segue. Um, a colleague of mine is a classics teacher, um, and you know, you know, Latin myths, you know, so on and so forth. And he and I were talking Superman one day, and um he put out to me, he's like, what is your quintessential Superman story? Like collected edition, one off, like whatever. What is your collected story? And so I started to rattle off a few different ones that like I really like. And then but as I was saying them, I was like I I don't know if any of these are quintessential. I'm not sure if any of these actually hit upon all of the things in one story hmm. that kind of makes Superman Superman for me. There's always like some de- detractor that kind of like. It doesn't totally add up. It doesn't necessarily mean they get the character wrong. It just means that maybe like the characterization of an ancillary or secondary character isn't up to the snuff that I would consider full core Superman story. And so, mm-hmm. so I put to you two questions. What is your, if you have one, what are your quintessential Superman stories? And if not, what is needed to make a quintessential Superman story as we approach um, Superman legacy coming out mm-hmm. in twenty July of 25th, 2024, I believe, the day before my birthday. So guess what I'm seeing for my birthday? Nobody can stop hey. me. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah. Anyway, what do, you, what, do you, what do you say? So let's start with the what are the things that make a quintessential Superman story. Mm-hmm. I think often, but not always there's an origin story. I don't think you need to have the origin story to be a quintessential Superman story. No, I do not believe Uh, so either, but many of them do have that. Um, but I think really it's, it's, um, I think the, the three things that, that you really need are his moral code. Mm -hmm. Um, you know strong sense of justice and morality and uh righteousness um brave kind hearted you know all, all that all that stuff mm-hmm. um that's one more so uh the moral code i think uh his being a- Kind okay. of
0: hear whatever that is. Is it your that was, Siri, Alexa? That
1: was that was my yeah, A L E X A. So there you go, little little cameo from her. <laughs> um, I would the next thing I would say, yeah, his being a role model, his being an inspirational figure, uh, symbol of hope. Um, you know. Either within the the story or or in the real world, and I'm thinking about comic books here, by the way. Yes, should, it's just comic kind of books. I'm that. not
0: I'm not talking I'm not talking yeah. movies or TV shows or whatever. Just
1: just comics. Just the comics. Um, so yeah, moral code, uh, being a role model, and then and then honestly, his relationships with with his supporting characters. I think that's what grounds him in his humanity is his relationship with Lois. And I personally like it when like the whole Daily Planet crowd is there, and you've got. You know, not just Lois and Jimmy, but Steve Lombard and Ron Troop, and yep. and the mm-hmm. whole you know, Cat Grant, the whole the whole crew. Um, I personally love that stuff. Um, I think those are the three elements that that you need for quintessential Superman: three moral code, role model, and supporting characters.
0: Yep, I think those. I think that's all. I think that is all true, and I actually found a really hard time because that's basically my list. Yep. Um, moral code. Role model um, and daily planet crew. I don't mm-hmm. need the origin story for it to be quintessential because I, I know the origin story. It doesn't sure it doesn't have to be related to Krypton for it to matter. Um, It's not like like a quintessential Batman story like needs to play, take place in Gotham. You know, yeah. you know, I don't feel that like a quintessential Superman story needs to take place in Metropolis.
1: Doesn't need to No. if that whole nope.
0: troop is on like vacation in Maui. Cool. You know, sure. like, sure, whatever. Daily Planet outing, as long as they're all there. But it, does, I guess the Daily Planet, be, being at the planet would help.
1: Being at the planet helps. I mean, really, any supporting characters, because even if we're talking about, let's say we're talking about a, a different era, you know, pre-Metropolis, uh, you know, uh, the Smallville era, like Lona oh, sure. and Pete and them would also count as supporting characters who humanized him, right? Who grounded the Kents, obviously. Yep. Like, um, yeah, so his relationships... Be it Daily Planet or otherwise, um, I think are the things that really it connects him to his humanity.
0: So, with that list in mind, is all st- um, a man for all seasons? Your like the quintessential Superman story.
1: It's one of them. It's definitely one of them. I love Superman for all seasons. I've been read it, and so
0: uh, the problem with this question is that I haven't read so many of them in a long time. Ah, uh, yeah. And yeah. so I remember like being like, I love Superman for all seasons. I don't remember why, because it's mm-hmm. been so long since I've read it. More Tim Sale's art like sticks in my brain sure. than anything else. Yeah.
1: Um, what I love about that, what I love about that story is um, Jeff Loeb has such a Um. Oh gosh, it's such a warm, fuzzy kind of. uh, He does have a
0: warm, fuzzy to his right. You know, it's it's almost like hard to pinpoint exactly what it is, but there is a uh, there's an empathy to his character. Like you you know, you feel for or with his characters. Um, and that goes true even for like his more maybe action oriented arcs or his Superman Batman, uh, Mm -hmm. run, which I would say also come close to a like quintessential superman story Mm -hmm. um for me but there's always just like one or two elements missing or something that i don't um i don't love so like all-star superman is another like excellent superman story but it also has like these these bits where i'm just like well i don't really care about superman's show of strength with hercules oh sure you know and like it, it like veers a little too far into the kookiness um for me to to say like yep that's quintessential superman
1: you wouldn't be the first person to say grant morrison veers too much into the kookiness (laughs) i I certainly would not be i would
0: not be the first or the last (laughs) and 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 the book is great so like don't get don't get me wrong um at all but it's just like and i think it has like some pretty defining superman moments in them Mm -hmm. like the um the, like, the girl he stops from jumping off a building yes. um, is wonderful. Uh, or in terms of secondary characters, like Lex seeing with the vision of Superman and seeing how Superman sees the world and giving him that change of heart or mm-hmm. his self-sacrificial play into the sun and, like, all this different stuff. That is all wonderful, but it's not in totality what exactly what I'm looking for.
1: It's so yeah, strange. I I know what you mean. I I, I think the kookiness is a good. Uh, I mean, a lot of it is a love letter to Silver Age Superman. And, yes, you know, like so. There, that's where you know. Obviously, I know you know this, but like that's where a lot of the kookiness comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as a you know sort of tribute to to a lot of that um that style of storytelling. No, I think um, All Star is always often pointed to as one of if not the best superman story um it's definitely what it's definitely a great first superman story for somebody or like a, you know so many people who were not fans of the character have read that and been like okay i get him now mm-hmm. um so it's definitely a very special a very special you know love letter to to the character but yeah i agree with you it's not the one for me that does it um i i I I like Superman Birthright a lot, actually, um, which I feel like is a controversial statement because <laughs> okay. uh, it was not super well received. But I like it a lot. It wasn't well received. What? No, I didn't no, know no, that.
0: No. But it's but it's but it's Mark Wade and Mark. I know, Mark but Wade it got is... replaced
1: as as con- like so they they wrote Birthright as a, at a time when it was like, wait, uh, the what we were told was his origin story doesn't match up with who he is now. So the, what's what what's going on there? And DC said, okay, we're gonna we're going to give you the origin story that explains everything that's going on in the comics right now. Sure. And Mark Waid wrote birthright. And it was not super well received. And they kind of pretty quickly moved away from it. Um, and it was again, like, wait, now the version of Superman we're seeing in the, in the comics doesn't line up with birthright. What's going on? I thought this was supposed to be the new, and then that's when we got Superman's secret origin.
0: Right. Um, which is, which is also very good. Also um, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it might come the closest. Um mm-hmm. but there are it has post nine eleven cynicism in it.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: Like there's like and I don't I don't love I don't love that. Like sometimes like the like like well how would people really react to Superman when the first time he showed up? Like I don't care. Like that's, that's not why I read comics. That's not why I read comics. No. There are comics that will give me that. Yeah, but that's not really why I read Superman, right? Comics right. I don't really care.
1: Like, if I'm reading Alan Moore, it's a different story.
0: Yeah, like go to a particular writer. But there is like, like Superman saves Lois now that one from like you know the helicopter and the you know like whatever else mm-hmm. falling off the building, and then instead of people being like, wow, and he like goes around and saves people in the movie, like it it takes a, a veer of a direction and people are like. Well, what's all this? What's under your cape? I don't really believe mm-hmm. you, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, that might be true, but it's just kind of like uh, 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 Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. sort of how I feel
1: too. Yeah. 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 Um I really I do really like the um I mean, most of Jeff John's run on, on action comics I yeah. talked about it to death. Yeah. I, I I love his treatment of of those characters there. Um I think Superman one year later is not talked enough about
0: that's the pete woods um
1: it's uh well one of the cuberts and
0: uh oh so no the jeff johns any Kubert, and richard donner one like his last the last well, son book is that the one you're
1: talking about i do like i do like last son sorry i pivoted real hard there uh i i talked about jeff johns but then i i very quickly <laughs> pivoted uh to uh the one year later okay, I'm B- use my you're one talking to about up. Kurt
0: Busiek. That's what you're talking, yes, what you're talking about. Yeah, yes. up, up and away. Yes. That is yep. a really good up, book. Up and away. Yeah. That is a really, really good book. I can't believe yes. that was in my brain. Good, That's good what's pull. wild to me. It's like kind good of in pull. my brain because I actually have those books like yeah. in my eyesight right now, but they're like they're too far away for me to read the titles. So I'm just kind of staring at them, hoping the titles will like feed themselves into, <laughs> into my brain.
1: Yeah, like yeah, I know I,
0: which ones you are. I
1: actually don't have Up Up and Away in trade. I think I only have the single issues. So mm-hmm. well, I don't have it here on my shelf. Um, but I should cuz I love that. I love that story. Um, yeah, but but heading into the um Last Sun story, like the, the that uh the groundwork is laid in in uh, Up Up and Away mm-hmm. that uh that leads to to that story. I love I love that that whole story. Um yeah, I think that's... I, I guess, I suppose it's not really quintessential because it doesn't have his powers for a lot of it, but... Um. You know, but that's okay. I
0: feel like it, if he has them for a chunk of it, like, it's mm-hmm. it's okay if it's, like, what makes you you. It, like, that's an okay story to tell. Like, this is a movie, but, like, Spider-Man 2 is a pretty quintessential Spider-Man story. He doesn't oh, have yeah. his powers for a chunk of it either. That's right, You yeah. know, so, like, yeah. that's okay. Um What about, I haven't read it to my great shame, no judge, Um, but um, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow?
1: Oh, sure. Um, That one is, I would say, a classic but not quintessential. Fascinating.
0: Um, Why is that? Because it's more of like a a meta conversation about Superman instead of just
1: a Superman story. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not having read it, you but you know enough about it, right? Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, it's... it's The appeal of it is in, you know, Superman's losing his secret identity and he tries and fails to save most of his friends from dying and he's forced to make all these difficult decisions and, you know, adds depth um, in, in a lot of ways. But is it quintessential no it doesn't have this uh, the um it's not it's not the the typical uh quintessential setting or structure mm-hmm. uh you know it's it's a bit more i mean it's now in more story right so it's got it's it's a bit more of that yes commentary meta narrative um a bit more of the like what would it really be like mm-hmm. let's put him in situations he's not normally in the kind of thing that, like we said before, it's not what I come to Superman stories for. It's an interesting Elseworlds kind of story. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call Red Sun a quintessential Superman story either, right? No. Because it's it's got a lot of those elements, but it's in such a different setting that y- you kind of have to put it in a separate category. And that's kind of how I think of whatever happens in Man of Tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's funny because I'm, it's, I'm glad you mentioned Red Sun because like that is one of my favorite Superman mm-hmm. stories. But it's yes. not quintessential. Those are like two different things because all the ones we've talked about are some of my favorites, mm-hmm. but they're not like yeah, when I think when I think Superman, they're none of those things are what come to mind. But like yeah. for instance, like when I think like Spider Man. I think of Ultimate Spider-Man, which is quintessential Uh, Spider-Man. It is totally is you know in its full essence that is Spider-Man, even in a different like an updated setting or whatever.
1: Wasn't that kind of the the uh, the idea behind the whole Ultimate Universe when it first came Mm -hmm. out was like let's get these like the the most sort of quintessential versions of these characters. Yep. Um. Yeah. Like that was, and they succeeded at that. They
0: they did, especially especially for Spider-Man. I Mm -hmm. think. Um. And Batman has. Um, Batman has quintessential stories like Long Halloween is a quintessential. Um, uh, well, again, Jeff Loeb, Hush, it, right, you yes. know, is another one. And there's some other ones that like, have, like vaguely sit in that category, like kind of like Red Sun. There's like Dark Knight Returns or sure. things like that. but And there are smaller, smaller stories out there that I, I would consider quintessential as well. But like those are easier to pinpoint for me.
1: Yeah. You know what's funny you just hit on something. I think I think there might be a lot of people who would argue that uh Dark Knight returns is a quintessential Batman story. And I don't think I would agree with that, but I think that an argument reasonable people might make that argument. Oh absolutely. and as much as I would disagree with it, I get there's at least there's an argument to be made. Yep. Um um because of how influential it was, I guess. Yep. I think
0: influence doesn't necessarily mean quintessential
1: i wouldn't uh, that's for yeah i would agree with you on that
0: yeah i wouldn't hand somebody who said oh well tell me more about this batman i would never hand them dark knight returns because think right. you have to have a full working knowledge of the character and then understand the commentary behind dark knight returns to actually understand its breadth and scope they let can, me give
1: you an, a history lesson about uh you know Reagan's America and Thatcher's Britain, and right. uh... yeah, and,
0: and in some ways, like allow me to like give you like the history of comics from nineteen fifties sure. to the nineteen eighties, and then like like the Comics Code Authority and Adam West yeah. and and just like people took the wrong message out of Dark Knight Returns, like dude, it, I know it's like <laughs> the book is like super satir- satiric, and like people are like dark and gritty that's the way to go and i'm like yeah. and i think even frank miller was like
1: i was just gonna say yeah, i think frank sure miller's like, hard to but yeah he's <laughs> like you
0: took the wrong point out of all this which is why he tried to make dark Knight strikes again so poppy and colorful and people were like no this is not like your original dark and gritty work i'm like you just what okay so, I mean I agree it's not as good. I will never say right. that it's as good as sure, it, but like sure, sure, sure. it's all missing the point.
1: Right, missing the point is that, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. To, yeah, to go back to to Superman, I I think I'm still waiting. And that doesn't mean that I haven't read some amazing Superman stuff. Like the last year or two of Superman has been really good at DC. The current stuff has been is excellent. I'm like I and I, I like all of it, but I I think I have yet to really read something that just like fully resonates what Superman is to me in the way that maybe this is gonna be semi silly, but the way that the pilot episode of Lois and Clark is mm-hmm. went to Central Superman. Like, isn't it though?
1: It is. Yeah, I mean that not the whole show montage
0: but yeah but the montage the costume montage but like his relationship with everybody the way he saves people the way he speaks with people what he does he's the role model he's the moral center he's he's hope some good action uh there's, there's confrontation with Lex Luthor there's mm-hmm. like there's his stuff with his parents and Lois and the, and the it like literally has All the stuff there, there's his, like, where do I fit into the schema of all of this, his own personal journey, and, like, I really have yet to see that as fully realized in a comic.
1: Wait, are we talking Superman and Lois or Lois and Clark?
0: Oh, I was talking Lois and Clark. Okay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I thought you said Superman and Lois. Oh, Uh, no.
0: Superman and Lois also has some... Amazing, amazing Superman content. It does. It has I, some I, incredibly quintessential.
1: Elements I was so with you on like that. No, actually, Lois, Superman and Lois does have. Wow, it does have all these elements. And then you said Lex, and I was like, Lex wasn't in the pilot of Superman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes to show you how good that is, though. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think like, but Superman and Lois does have. All of those it things, it it, like it, no, but I,
1: I, but I, I do agree with you about Lois and Clark, though. It, it, yes, you're, you are, you are absolutely right. A, that is a great, um, yeah. I would love a a graphic novel adaptation of yeah. of that because it 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 does yeah. check all those boxes, right?
0: And it's like very 90s and whatever, but like, it, yeah, yeah. It, like moving all that aside, like the elements that I'm looking for in a Superman story are all present in that in that pilot. And, yeah, like, yes. and they are up, up, present in p- bits and pieces scattered throughout a bunch of different Superman stories. Some of them done really, really, really well. But I don't think I've ever actually seen them all coalesce mm. in, the, in the way that I want them to.
1: I'll, as long as we're, you know, now we're just like maybe this sort of the bonus round. I think mean, your bonus pick was uh, Lois and Clark. Oh, like the uh,
0: live action or animated version of?
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, I would go with the three part pilot of Superman the animated series, you know, as as yep. sort of mm-hmm. a again, a graphic novel adaptation of that would be phenomenal. Um because it is, you know, it's even got the origin story if that's what you want. Yeah. Um, you know, the the optional the optional add-on there for bonus points. Uh-huh. Um it 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 has it all. It's got the Lex story. Yeah. It's got it establishes all of the relationships, but it it, it again it Rounds him in this you know uh, uh care for humanity through the people that he loves um and he is the moral center he is and and uh a role model something to look up to yep it, it checks all of the boxes in space it's one of my favorite yeah. superman things mm-hmm. period
0: yeah even my invention of superman that that pilot oh, is it does a great job it at sure all is. of that too it's just oh man you just find, mm-hmm. like and so i'm like they do exist, but for some reason they seem to exist in like bottled form
1: in other media. In not other not media. as much in the comics. Mm-hmm.
0: And like I said, yeah. there, there are elements of there across the board. I think Superman for All Seasons is probably as close as you get. But I like, I truly, I'd have to read it again to make that definitive statement.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think that one does come come pretty close i feel like i'm missing something i feel like there's one that i haven't thought of me but, too um yeah right but uh but it it, it is uh it, it is an interesting question yeah i feel like there are tv uh, uh adaptations that come closer to being the quintessential uh distillation than um than a lot of the comics do yeah huh
0: his, what it is, tis, what it is, is his, is his, his, indeed. Frank, where can the people find us?
1: Mosey well, on over to beerrootbeaks.com, uh, and you can check out all of our, uh, all of our episodes, past and present, uh, all the show notes. You can listen to every, listen to our review of, uh, My Adventures of Superman from a couple months back. Um, it's right there on the website. Uh, you can, uh, support us by patreon.com slash thought bubble audio if you want to help us, uh, keep the lights on here be with geeks uh, or you can rate and review us and subscribe in whatever podcast app you like uh those are those are the ways you can uh you can find us and, uh, and support us tim
0: indeed they are frank lovely to speak to you as always so until next time cheers cheers